The Classic Breakfast Podcast. From Deakin University, Professor Catherine Bennett uh, is on the line, epidemiologist. Um, it was elected that I say that word because Jen, <laughs> Jen didn't feel confident. <laughs> you, I can say it when I'm not under pressure, but as soon as you're under pressure, that epidemiologist, see, it wasn't because uh, you yeah. did it first. That's good. Speaking of being under pressure, uh, Professor, good morning for a start. <laughs> Um, good morning. I even have trouble sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Oh, good. Now, Professor, um, we want to know, and this had a little, uh, there was a little argument in my house uh, the other night about this, monkeypox, um, I suppose with COVID, the pandemic, everybody is sort of panicking a bit with this news that there have been two cases in uh, the ACT. Um, so we want to get just down some basic questions, some basic facts. Firstly, how do you get it? Well, it's very different to COVID, thankfully. This is a virus that spreads via very direct contact, very close contact. So with COVID, we, we know the concept of close contacts, includes anyone you might have been in the same room with for two hours or more. Yeah. And in fact, you know, it's become more infectious as time has gone on. Whereas with monkeypox, it really does take skin-on-skin -skin contact or handling of the same um, um, items immediately after that person or, you know, sharing the same clothes, that sort of thing. So usually it's it might be other people in the household. Um, often it's the sexual partner of that person because that's the kind of skin-to-skin -skin contact yeah. where you can get this transfer of the virus. It's a very close contact. It feels to me... Of fair bit like what chicken pox used to be. We all used to get chicken pox when we were children. And then it was, is it like COVID in that there's a sort of a latent period before you see the manifested symptoms? How do you know you've got it? Well, that's a good question. Um, it, it is also related to, to smallpox. So that's not to scare people, but to say that it is, you know, a virus that we're, we're familiar with. We've known this one out of Africa now for some 50 years or so. So it's, it's, we know a fair bit about it. What's, from an epidemiological point of view or a disease control point of view, what's helpful is that you don't, you're not infectious unless you're symptomatic. So that helps because you don't have people passing the virus on without realising. And it can take some time. We've seen people return from overseas and it's only then that they notice these lesions form and it's presumably a virus they picked up whilst they're overseas. So I don't know what the exact latent period is, but like most things, it does take a while for the virus to build up in the system and then cause it. Usually you get something like a flu-like illness, you know, a, a headache, bit of fever, um, muscle aches, swollen lymph nodes, and then the lesions develop. And it's only when the lesions develop that you're infectious and it's only when they heal that you're not. The, the challenge with this particular distribution of the virus, the way it's being spread largely in the community of men who have sex with men, has meant that um, they actually often don't see that viral thing. It seems to be a very mild infection mm. and the lesions can appear in places that aren't very visible, very obvious to, to the person. And so that's the risk that someone might miss it. So that's why it's really important for people to be aware that this is out there. It's largely, but not only, in the men who have sex with men community. But you really need to be on the lookout for these unusual kind of blisters or lesions, you might, might only have one or two, but that's how it will pass on. Now, what is the treatment? Well, they don't treat it. Usually it's self-resolving. Some people can get 
complications with it, like most things. You can get a secondary bacterial infection yep. or other things going on. But every so often, someone can get become very unwell. With this current outbreak around the world, now around 4,000 cases, they've only reported one death, and that was someone in Africa. Originally, this virus in Africa was associated with up to a 3% fatality rate. In Western Africa, it was 1%, not quite as severe, and that's the, the version spreading around the world. But, of course, the death rate, thankfully, is much lower with these mild infections that are seen. But they can offer people potentially a, a vaccination for the close contacts to help them not develop the disease and need to isolate until those lesions heal. So there, there's... And they can also look at antivirals. So there are things that they know from smallpox that will actually work here if someone's having a, a more, you know, symptomatic illness. And how long, if let's just say you do have it, how long is that sort of period of time after the for the lesions to go away properly? Well, it usually takes a week or two. Um, they started putting times on it. You know, same people had to yeah. isolate for this long. But really, it's when those lesions heal, you know you're not shedding any more virus. So that's what they build that time around. So that's why it is important that people do notify yeah. so that the authorities know where it is, but they can give you all that advice individually about what to look out for, how to manage it when you know you're, you're safe. So it's not airborne, it's a contact yeah. You have to have physical it is a contact. contact. Yeah. It is, but at the same time, if someone does happen to have a lesion in their throat, for example, it is it can be droplet spread. So the people, but again, you have to be really close to that person, talking face to face to them, um, and be unlucky enough that they happen to have a lesion in their throat that they're not aware of. Right. That um, that then produces virus into those droplets. But that's probably less likely, less common. Mm. More common it's that direct contact with either clothing or, or the person themselves, particularly in, in intimate partners. Okay. Well, I feel much better. I mean, it doesn't make me feel elated to go out and sing and dance, but, it, like, it, that that's feels to me, as again, using the chickenpox analogy, which we all lived with as children and you had it as adults, it makes me just feel like it's just not half as terrifying as people are making out. Yeah, we're not, not seeing, thankfully, household-to-household transmission, but that's why it is important the people who have it do do you know do seek medical help. Do yeah. go to their local yeah. sexual health clinic or or even their GP. Wearing a mask, you know, be be careful if you think you might have it. But the more people that come forward, the less chance there is that it's going to keep slowly spreading through the population. Places okay. like the UK now, you know, they're, yeah. they're seeing over well over a thousand cases just through that that spread. They're not all imported. Right. Thank you very much, Professor Catherine Bennett, epidemiologist. <laughs> I did it again. Um, thank you very much for that. It's important information I think we all need to know. Thank you very much. Thank you. The Classic Breakfast with Holmesy and Jen. The Classic Breakfast with Holmesy and Jen. Get the podcast now at 2ca.com.au.